0: Welcome everybody to episode 29 of what the funk and frankly today's episode is going to be a little bit spicy it's a little bit different than my normal functional nutrition content and it's really kind of my hot take on the fact that I think being summer ready quote unquote summer ready is overrated as fuck (laughs) um let's just I'm gonna okay we're gonna jump into it but first I have to set the scene and, and really share with you why this is an important topic for me to touch on and why I talk about it in some capacity during this time of year on a semi-regular basis. So story time. Um if you have been here, <laughs> here as in in the podcast and on my page, listening to my content, you've been around for a little while, um, on just anything you know that i've talked very openly about my experience with eating disorder um having been recovered from eating disorder my horrible relationship with food and my body that i used to have um and i want to just kind of touch on some personal experiences especially related specifically to summer time so we're going to jump all the way back to the time when i was oh gosh 13 12 13 years old um Maybe I was even 11, so I went on my first diet with the intent to be skinnier when I was 11 years old. And I did this with my mom and we did the military diet, which was really kind of crazy, it was like eggs, tuna, water, like an apple, very minimal amount of calories. And you would do this for like three days. It was, you know, it was also kind of known as the three-day diet. It was some variation of that. If you look it up online, you can see absolutely how horrendous it was. Um, And that was my first attempt at dieting to try to be skinnier and at the time i had some friends who were a little bit older than me i was um i grew up catholic and so i had some friends from the church that maybe were they were in different grades and they went to different schools and and things like that um and you know thanks to diet culture and then being friends with people who were maybe two three years older than me other girls um they were very insecure about their bodies um, as one is during puberty. And so I kind of internalized a lot of that, not to mention, um, having gone through being in dance and stuff like that and being told from the age of like six or seven years old that I need to suck it in and ballerinas are skinny and all that good stuff. I love it. Super ingrained in my brain. It was fantastic. If you can't hear my sarcasm, (laughs) listen harder. Um, And so that was my first experience with I think dieting and specifically dieting and poor body image with the intent to be skinnier, to be smaller, to have a smaller body size. I didn't even know at the time what I weighed, um, if I'm being completely honest, I just know that I was, I felt fat. And I I didn't understand why, right? I didn't really understand why. I was actually very healthy for my age. I was a little bit taller. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with being taller. Um, And uh, this sort of continued on. Fast forward to being 13, um, and at the end of the year for eighth grade, I was 13 when I was in eighth grade. Um, the eighth graders all went to the, uh, Water park that's in the Greater Phoenix area down here in the East Valley, um, Sunsplash, and I remember being very so self conscious of myself that I asked my parents that year if we could get like a home gym, and so they bought like a Weider home gym. It was like cables and stuff like that, so, and I would work out, and we had an exercise bike, and I would work out um twice a day some days, um, but I still felt like I was fat, <laughs> did not feel good enough. And so I remember being so stressed out about finding something that I felt okay on that. My mom took me shopping and we got a swimsuit and I didn't just get a swimsuit, but I also got board shorts because I was 13 years old and didn't feel good enough to just wear a swimsuit. I felt like there was stuff wrong with my body. Um, I just didn't feel good enough to wear a swimsuit in front of people. And so I remember that entire, um, experience was not focused on the fact that I felt like I was having fun and making memories of my friends at the end of the school year, but it was completely entirely focused on me being fixated on not feeling good enough and trying to sort of like mask and compensate with being confident and having fun and and stuff like that. But I remember the entire day being completely and totally just obsessed with the fact that I, I didn't want to feel Horrible in my swimsuit and I was so self-conscious of myself. This continued on. And um, at this point, anytime I would get in the pool, I would always wear like shorts or like even like a skirt or something like that over my swim bottoms, unless I was swimming by myself or with like a very select group of friends. So this was really sad because like when I was little, um, when I was younger, you know, six, seven, eight, nine years old, I loved swimming and I loved being in the pool and it was one of my happy places and now all of a sudden due to diet culture and body shaming and feeling like I wasn't good enough um, and being told you know you need to be skinnier dieting is normal you should be trying to be smaller that being skinnier means that you're better blah 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 right Um, that I uh, had this thing being outside being in the pool being in the water was something that I was so self-conscious about, even around my own family, right? And I would, you know, when I was 13, I also spent, or no, it was 14, I spent a month in Minnesota with my family that lives up there. Um, I stayed with my aunt, my uncle. And I remember just being, again, so self-conscious um, of my body. And even me and my cousin at the time, who was a close in age to me, she would sometimes wear like, you know, shorts in the pool too. And it's like, we were 13 years old, right? <laughs> we were 13 years old and we were trying to hide our bodies because we were so ashamed of it. Then, um, you know, we're gonna fast forward to the fact that I basically would not allow myself to be seen in a swimsuit for the next few years. Um, to the point where even at my grad night, graduating high school, we were at Qantas Park and, uh, there was a, like a community pool there and like a wave pool and stuff like that, that I was so anxious and so stressed out about being in a swimsuit around my peers that I like I don't think I, like, faked sick. I think I I did not feel good because I was so anxious about it, but I, like, was like, my head hurts. I'm going home. Um, and I had my parents can pick me up from grad night because I was like, I don't feel good, blah, blah, blah. And I actually ended up did actually getting sick because it like rained at graduation. And I remember how I had like a solo and I sang, and then it was raining. And then I, I did catch a cold like two days later, which was fantastic, but it was not related to the fact that I essentially made myself physically so sick from anxiety and stress about being in a swimsuit around other people, um, that I left my grad night when I was graduating high school, which is just absolutely heartbreaking. Um, and then, uh, from that point forward, this is when I was also kind of discovering the gym. I had finally, like, got, I had, like, a gym membership for the last couple of years, and I was, like, getting used to weightlifting. And I did feel pretty confident in my body, but I still didn't feel great, right? I didn't feel good. I didn't feel like I could be around other people in a swimsuit. Um, and fast forward to another experience where I was completely consumed by my – all this stuff sticks out very vividly in my brain, you guys. Like, this this stuff lives rent-free in my head, these past experiences with my body. Um, I fast forward to being, gosh, 19, 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. Um, I had uh, my best friend from high school, Lauren, and she and some of her friends invited me to float the Salt River, um, which down in Arizona is a big river. You can, you, you rent a tube, you put sheets on it, you tie yourself together, you have drinks, you float down the river, it's it's great fun. It's really great fun. It's super, it's so much fun, um, especially when it's hot outside and you just wanna like be in the water um, and it, people throw giant marshmallows. And I remember I was so anxious, so stressed out, so scared of this whole experience about being a swimsuit that I like hyper-focused on it, spent loads of money on yet yeah, another new swimsuit because I was like, if I really feel confident in my swimsuit, I just have to feel something that I feel good in. Um, And at the time also, like I, and in my head, I thought I was fat. And I'm, I'm looking back on these photos of myself or not even photos of myself, because frankly, I don't have a lot of photos of me in swimsuits, but I have photos of when I was around that age, looking at myself going, bitch, you thought you were fat. You were like five foot seven and like 130 some pounds. Like oh my goodness, that's how much I weighed when I was like on stage competing, like to put it in perspective. Um, (laughs) And right now I weigh like 160 some pounds right now. Um, And so it's just wild to me that I felt at the time, even though I really didn't weigh a lot, I was, I was thin, I was very thin, I just did not feel confident in my skin due to years of all of this just negativity around body image and body shaming and i didn't have a thigh gap and i did have bigger hips and even so um you know i just remember i i got this swimsuit and it was really cute it was from this really cute boutique in the mall that I had just opened up the lady who helped me find the swimsuit was so sweet um it was like a fringe strapless top with like some really cute bottoms it was like a gray swimsuit and i was like oh this is such a fun suit um and i remember again being the entire day that I was at this event completely consumed with being self-conscious of my, about my body during this experience with these, with my one of my oldest friends and some of her friends, so like new friends and trying to make memories and just being self-conscious the entire time I was there. And it really wasn't until I was 24, 25 years old um, at this point, um, this was right at sort of the, after, mm, let's see probably about right as I was coming out of the worst of my eating disorder um, and (laughs) I started to discover bodybuilding and the ability to be stronger and like gain muscle. And then it's not always about making yourself smaller, but realizing that being strong is also really cool too, that I finally felt competent in a bikini for the first time. And I remember hiring my first coach And his name was Tyler and he was super, super awesome. Very knowledgeable. I learned a lot. Um, and I remember telling him, I just want to feel confident in a swimsuit. Like I just want to feel good in a swimsuit. And it just so happened that me feeling good in a swimsuit had absolutely nothing to do with. My body size because my, my scale weight and everything didn't really change, but I just built more confidence in myself. I was stronger. Um, I, I had just a better, I carried myself differently. And then finally went to Mexico with some friends. Um, and that was really the first time that I felt good in a swimsuit in front of other people, um, into my twenties. Um, and that that was really eye-opening for me. And now, you know, here's the thing. Um, do I still feel a little self-conscious sometimes about my body? Yes, absolutely I do. I, but I don't allow those like intrusive thoughts and feelings to dictate how I treat my body or how I allow myself to experience life, right? I don't allow it to detract from my memories. And now like if I do something and there's a swimsuit involved, I'm like, I'm game, I'm down. You don't you don't like a little bit of my cellulite? Well, that's too damn bad. I'm sorry that you take it personally, but like I'm not gonna allow this to allow myself to not enjoy life. You don't like my stomach rules? I'm- Sorry about it. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm not gonna try to starve myself or make myself feel smaller or hide or cancel plans because I would also be known to like either cancel plans or find ways to bail or say no to events where I would have to be like in a swimsuit in front of everybody during the spring and summertime. Now I live in Arizona. You guys, it is hot as shit here. When it hits, once April like hits, like we're in March right now and the days are still pretty nice, but like end of April going into May, like it's gonna be hot as balls here and you bet your ass that I'm gonna be in a swimsuit. I'm gonna be hanging out at my friend's pools. I'm gonna be wearing short shorts. Like it's just what happens down here when it is hot, hotter than the devil's Balzac. You guys, I swear, it's just so hot down here. <laughs> and I've lived in i lived in Arizona my whole life and I would literally avoid being in the swimsuit in front of people because I was not summer ready. I didn't feel summer ready. And this was something that I had to unlearn. And here's the thing. I've seen um, and I'm I think I shared this on in my Instagram caption about this particular episode um, just since Monday because I it's Thursday right now when I'm recording this this is going up tomorrow on Friday just on Monday um, since Monday March 27th. I've seen five posts from other coaches, other fitness pages about the fact that summer is 12 weeks away. Summer is 14 weeks away. And that's not to mention the ones that I've seen just over the last two weeks. And imagine where you could be in 12 weeks with a body you feel confident in. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm going to just own this right now. I have used that marketing tactic in the past. I don't anymore because I've learned better and I understand how damaging it is. Um, it, it, it's, it's, It's really a damaging and unhelpful narrative and I refuse as a coach who now knows better how to support people and understanding that so much of what we do for our bodies is not rooted in how we look or what we weigh. Right, especially when it comes to health transformation. Right, a lot of my clients we're working through shit. That part of the problem is the fact that they've been trying to lose weight or they've crash dieted several times over and over and over, and this has caused dysregulation within their hormones, within their digestive system, within their sex hormones, within their adrenals. Right, this dieting narrative, this summer body narrative, has contributed to the fact that they're sick as fuck, and I'm having to help undo the damage that diet culture has done to them, to their psyche, to their body, to their health, for their longevity, right? I refuse to be part of that narrative and it needs to be called out. Um, That it's telling you a few different things. One, that you are unworthy as you are right now, that as you are right now, you don't deserve to show up to those events, to those things, to those life experiences where you might be showing a little more skin. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) that's so messed up. Like I'm just telling I'm just here to tell you that as you are right now, whether you lose weight, gain weight, stay the same, I don't care. Between now and the next 12 weeks from now, you are not any less or more worthy of showing up to life, of experiencing life, of making memories, of experiencing joy because you don't look a certain way or because you don't weigh a certain number on the scale. And that's a hard thing to unlearn for a lot of us, especially those of us that are in our 30s and our 40s, Um, even people right now in their late 20s, right? We're talking about like elder millennials and like older Gen Z, right? There's a lot of shit that we have to unlearn from diet culture. Um, now, this also doesn't mean that you're not allowed to want to pursue something about changing your physique. You're allowed to want to lose weight. You're allowed to want to change your body. You're allowed to want to add muscle. You're allowed to. You're allowed to want to lose fat. But I always say, it, it, don't ever do it at the expense of your sanity, of your physical health, right? Your mental health, your ability to live life and enjoy things, right? If you're starting to hyperfixate on what you're eating, how you look in certain clothing, and that's taking away from you making memories and experiencing joy and experiencing life. Priorities need to be reshifted and there's something bigger at play here than just losing a few pounds, right? There, there's something bigger at play here that you need to focus in on, okay? Um, and. This also, this like summer body ready narrative or summer is in 12 weeks. It's time to get ready, blah, blah, blah. Or even, oh, my favorite, summer bodies are built in the winter. Like, can we stop with that? That shit's so annoying. Um, Is that we're only allowed to take care of our physical bodies in an effort to be appealing from an aesthetic standpoint. And that's just not true. You guys know I did a podcast, I want to say it was episode 14 about like weight loss is not a health strategy right losing weight doesn't innately make you healthy it doesn't make you better it doesn't set you a bar above the rest right frankly i think the ability to treat your body well regardless of your body weight or body size is a bigger flex than treating your body well for the sake of changing what it looks like that's just my two cents um and again this is not me again not me telling you like i have clients that are currently actively pursuing weight loss or fat loss. Like that is happening, but we're doing it in a way that's really healthy. And I am constantly touching base with them and checking in with them and making sure that we're not losing our damn minds doing it right. That their, their bodies are healthy. Their hormones are, are healthy. There's nothing like, if there's something that we had to overcome from a digestive or hormonal standpoint, before they go into a calorie deficit, I have to make sure that their bodies are physically ready to take on a calorie deficit. And I am constantly checking in with them. Like, And I tell them, if you start obsessing about food, you start obsessing about what you look like in the mirror, you start body checking yourself, you start weighing yourself obsessively, you start fixating on things that are detracting from your ability to live your life, you need to tell me like ASAP. Because that means that there's something else here that we have to unravel and have to tackle before we can continue pursuing this. And I will not have you sacrificing your overall well-being for the sake of being 10 pound glider. I refuse. We'll refuse to coach you through that. We have to get your shit together first. And then if you want to, we can pursue weight loss or fat loss in a healthy and stable way that does not sacrifice your metabolic or hormonal health or your mental health. Okay. Those Dems de rules, friends, Dems de rules. I refuse. I absolutely will not let, I will not take people through calorie deficit if they are physically and mentally unable to manage it. Okay. The other thing that it does is it also perpetuates the idea that we can only take care of ourselves certain ways during certain seasons, okay? So let's talk about this for a second. Winter. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like I kind of slow down a little bit in the winter time. I maybe eat a little bit more food. I maybe like move around a little bit less. It's cold outside. This is normal and natural. It's okay to have seasons where you slow down. And if you ebb and flow with the seasons where maybe like you back off on some of the intensity in your life, including the intensity of what you focus on with your physical fitness throughout the winter months, you're not doing anything wrong and you don't need to make up for it or apologize for it. You're allowed to ebb and flow with the seasons as nature intended it to be. Now, do you have to do that? No. Some people love just like doing the same shit day in and day out for 365 days a year, year, 24 seven. Right. And that's where they vibe. I'm going to level with you. I'm not that vibe at all. Not even close. Like you catch me in the winter. I will be buried under a blanket with a cup of tea in the mornings before you're going to see me out doing some cardio or like driving to the gym at the butt crack of dawn when it's still dark out and I haven't even figured out like what day it is yet. Right? <laughs> and that's just how I live my life. I choose that for myself and I will not be made to feel guilty about living my life in tune with the seasons and with nature. Because for me, that helps me manage my physical health as well as my mental health. And you wanna know what? It's March, we're going into March and I feel really great in my body right now. Like. The extra pounds that I packed on didn't even like pack on the pounds over the winter, but like some of the extra food that I ate, some of the extra wine, like all I did was like, as the weather has warmed up, I've just started moving more. I've started being a little bit more intense with my workouts. I've had more energy throughout the day now that the sun is not setting at fricking 4.30 PM. Right. Um, and naturally my body has flowed with that and I've sort of accidentally unintentionally lost what, like seven or eight pounds? Like I didn't even really mean to, like I, was I gonna maybe intentionally go into a calorie deficit? Yes. Did I did I actually follow through with it? No, because I, I am for me just past the point where I can really put my energy into something like that. And I'm just like, you wanna know what? She's gonna live for life and she's gonna be cute as fuck doing it. And And just by allowing myself to exist and taking the pressure off of being or looking a certain way, my body did the thing that I was going to potentially hyper-focus on anyway. And this is me too, also having to check this constant narrative. I think it's important to recognize that when you have come out of an eating disorder, you never really get rid of the voices in your head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to say that. You just learn how to navigate them. And I, again, body acceptance and accepting your body is not about like just doing whatever you want, whenever you want. It's about not allowing the negative Nancy narrative that's floating around in your brain to dictate how you treat your body. Okay. That's the difference, right? There's a difference between like saying, oh, you don't have to do anything. You can be you and do whatever you want. Like, yeah, you can. Um, but, and, and you don't have to love your body 24 seven and you can still struggle with your body image while treating yourself well. And I think there's a lot of power in that, right? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about next is, um, you know, we know, <laughs> we know that the summer body narrative is harmful, <laughs> why it's not good. Um, it and then, and then there's the other thing too, is it promotes crash dieting, right? It promotes people going really hard in the paint with their movement, with their nutrition as the weather warms up. And then that's going to cause issues with hormonal adaptations, metabolic adaptations um, and causing putting people at higher risk for inflammation and chronic inflammation, which then leads to disease, right? Your thyroid disease, your diabetes, your insulin resistance is going to cause issues with adrenal function, potential adrenal insufficiency. You're going to have gut issues. So this like crash dieting so I can be skinny for summer just leads back into, again, this is why I do what I do because I'm trying to like unfuck people from partially what has been caught from issues that they're experiencing in part of due to this negative and toxic narrative of a summer body being summer body ready. So wh- what what advice do I have? Okay, and now that I've called out all the shit <laughs> and I have I've, I've, th- I've thrown down the gauntlet, right? If people want to come for me, come for me. You get in my DMs, I don't give a shit. You're not going to change my mind on some of this stuff. Um I've experienced it, I've lived it, I've coached people through it. It's just it's not worth promoting that narrative. To make a sale from a marketing perspective i just don't i just can't get behind it um in the fitness industry and that's toxic fitness culture for you right not fitness culture but just like toxic fitness culture and toxic diet culture is um you've got to oh gosh and this is everybody's favorite don't roll your eyes at me but you've got to learn to sit in the discomfort there's really no way around the feelings you have to just go through them That's like the most frustrating thing ever, you have to sit in the discomfort and not avoid the why, right, not avoid the where did I learn this from, why does this matter, and you have to ask yourself the hard questions what have I avoided and what have I limited myself from based on not feeling like I'm ready to be seen during this time of year? Have I avoided events? Have I avoided experiences? Have I let myself engage in those experiences, but my entire memory of it is me being hyper-focused on what my body looks like on my insecurities, right? Like I shared with you guys, my own experiences of, I went to these things and my only memory of this is being just constantly aware of my body and what people were thinking about me. And I guarantee you, nobody was giving myself as much attention as I was giving myself. Like, it's just, I'm just gonna call out right there. Nobody cares. Literally, nobody cares. And if they do, well, frankly, it's none of your business. What other people think about you? How about them apples? It is nobody's it is not your business. What other people think of you? So if they have shitty opinions, Well, that's, that's their problem and that's their business. And you just be like, you want to know it, it, what your opinions and your thoughts are not my business. I'm going to go live my life. Thanks. Bye. Right. (laughs) Um, and really allow yourself to lean into discomfort. It might mean showing up to things, doing the exact thing that you're afraid to do in order to push through. Right. I think that if I had not gone to those events and not gotten to the point where I was so sick of of hyper fixating on myself and my body, that I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I was able to allow myself to be empowered, allow myself to lift weights, allow myself to take up the space that I deserve to take. And I wouldn't have experienced that had I not gone through it, right? You have to kind of like wade through those murky waters. And then here, the other thing is intentionally putting in practices that support your healing with your relationship with your body and the first thing is addressing do i allow the negative thoughts about my body to dictate how i treat my body right again you don't have to love your body you don't have to be happy with how you look every single day but are you going to treat yourself better or worse based on how you feel that day, what you look like in the mirror, what the scale said. And then again, there's the scale too. Do you need to like, just put the scale away for a while? Is the number on the scale going to dictate how you treat yourself that day? If it is, you're going to put it away. You need to put it away. You need to walk away from it and you need to say, not today, Satan, and be like, we'll deal with this another day. But you need to feel what it feels like to just exist in your skin and your body without attaching it to a number on a scale. And the other thing is affirm what are you, what you're doing that is good for your body without your body being the sole focus, right? Did you do something good for yourself? Did you eat a really good meal? Did you fuel, fuel yourself well? Wow, can't talk. Did you do a workout or have some kind of movement that you enjoyed? Did you get a good night's sleep? Did you go and get a massage? Are you taking care of yourself? Did you go for that, you know, annual exam with your doctor to get your physical done, right? Are you doing good things for your body? Because that's something to celebrate, right? Recognizing that you know how to treat your body well and honoring those experiences is so important to mending that relationship with what you see in the mirror and how you feel in your own skin. Now, and here's the other side of it too. What are some more tangible pieces of this? Um, don't wear clothes that don't fit. Like literally, like I don't, I my the short, I have to buy like size ten or twelve pants and shorts, I don't, and I would have been horrified by that six seven or eight years ago you mean i'm not a size two and i'm not a size four shit at this point i'm like i don't give a fuck what the number says i just want to feel good in whatever i'm wearing and i would rather feel have something that fits me well and fits comfortably than force myself into a smaller size like no thank you we're past that i i can't deal with fussy clothing and it's it's, it it ain't gonna happen it ain't gonna happen Um, and then the, uh, and with that being said, right, remember that clothes are meant to fit you, not the other way around. And I know that goes around so often, but it's true it's true. Clothes are meant to fit you, not the other way around. You are not meant to shrink yourself to fit into something. And that also means that recognizing that you don't have to keep up with certain trends if you don't feel confident or comfortable in them, right? I'm, I'm kind of accepted that like, I have a style now and I can't really give two shits about what's trending as far as clothing goes, because I know what I feel good in. And that's, I'm going to go with what I feel good in, not what, people think I should be wearing. Plus being trendy is hard to keep up with you guys. It's just, it's hard on your wallet. It's hard on your lifestyle. It's not really very sustainable. I'd rather just like have my wardrobe. I have literally clothes in my wardrobe that I've had for years. And I have like pieces in my wardrobe that when they start to fall apart, I replace them with something that's like exactly the same or very close to. Like right now I'm wearing this like rust colored cardigan. You guys have probably seen it in my stories i'm wearing this like rust colored cardigan because the other cardigan that i got like four or five years ago is finally like it's it's kind of sad looking it's it's real sad um and i've got a one that's the same that's like a cream color and again they've just both seen better days they're like five or six years old and i wear them all the time All the time, all year long, either around the house, I take naps in them. I wear them when I go places and they've just seen better days. And rather than like stressing about, Oh, let me go see what's out in the stores. It's like, no, I'm literally going to search online for something. That's a similar style in a similar color. And that's what I'm going to buy because I know that that's what I feel good in. I know that's what I look good in. So why am I going to try to rock the boat? Now, this doesn't mean don't ever try anything new, but this does mean that fashion is not about sticking necessarily with the latest trends, but it's about wearing what makes you feel good about yourself. Now, sometimes it is going to be something that's trendy, right? Like I love that like gold jewelry has like come back in style, especially like gold hoop earrings. Like, thank you thank you because I've been wearing gold hoop earrings for years and there was a while there where they were like not in trend now they are but what's funny is I will wear gold earrings but you will not catch me wearing gold rings I do not ask me I do not make the rules but like my bracelets and my rings that I wear on my hand are all silver but all my earrings (laughs) all my earrings are gold Um, I also never got into like the gold layered necklace trend because I do not like wearing necklaces. That's like a sensory thing for me that I don't like having that stuff around my neck. I do have some necklaces that I wear every now and then, but like, you're not going to catch me doing it. Um, I also am not the like tiny stud minimalist earring type of person. I am the, give me the biggest goddamn earrings that I can find and people will see them from the freaking moon and love it. And I just own it. Right. I just own it. So Again, clothing and fashion should fit you, not the other way around. And sometimes diving into how do I feel good in my skin, how do I feel good dressing myself goes beyond your body size and the number on the scale. And in just experimenting with what you feel good and comfortable and confident in, and that's okay too. So anyway, um, I'm starting to ramble a little bit now, so I'm going to wrap this up. But here's, here's, my, here's my final parting words to you is that the next time you see a 12 weeks till summer, said get your summer body loaded and ready, I would mute that person because they're likely not sharing a narrative that's gonna be healing or helpful to you on your journey if you struggle with your body image in any capacity Um, and recognize that you're allowed to want to lose weight or change your body but you're not allowed to treat yourself like shit to get there. That's my two cents. All right, you guys, that's another episode of What the Funk. Um, Feel free to leave a rating and a review. Um, Ratings and reviews are super, super helpful for pushing the podcast out to other people. And I just bumped into the microphone. So if you heard that, I apologize. Um, Ratings and review are super helpful to just the podcast algorithm on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Um, If you have uh, enjoyed this podcast and you want to take a screenshot of it, share it to your stories, give me a tag. I would love to see and hear what you guys think about the content. And if there's something specific you want me to do on the podcast, please let me know. And I want to bring this, this is for you guys, right? This is content for you to be impactful for you and my audience and my community. And I want to, I want to be here for you guys. So let me know if there's something you want to hear about. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will catch you guys next time.